Welcome to the Asian Podcast. This is episode two, guys. We're going to be talking about gold diggers versus fuckboys today. So we're going to share our stories with gold diggers for the guys and fuckboys for the girls. So so let's start with the guys. John, tell us some of your notable experiences. Yeah, so I'm going to have to kind of go back probably like three or four years uh, during that, uh, I would say, more regular dating period. We'll call it that. Honestly, nothing too outrageous. I just probably seen from friends and other stuff, just kind of been able to kind of pick out, you know, what potential flags to look out for. But, you know, I, I do remember one date. I went out with this girl. I think we spoke probably like three or four days, pretty normal before meeting up. And then uh, we ended up meeting up in Yaletown. So I don't know if that's sign number one or not, but I like <laughs> Yaletown myself. But especially back then, it's just an easy place to meet. Yeah, we, we went for dinner and like, it wasn't anything too crazy, but nothing nothing too exciting, to be honest, either. Mm-hmm. Then we, you know, so during dinner, she was telling me about a new apartment. And um, I think I was looking for a new car at that time. She was like, oh, if you're interested in driving an Audi, like I have a hookup or something like that. So I was like, you know, I think, to be honest, I, it was probably a little bit out of my price range at that point three, four years ago. Yeah, she just kept talking about it. But I think it was like a hookup from her dad, her dad or something. But then we went to Hello Goodbye after for drinks. And then, you know, we were talking a little bit more. And then at that time, you know, I just, just moved back home. I moved out, just moved back home. And then she made a comment about how I think she just didn't like guys that lived at home. I literally just moved back a month or two before then at that time. So I think that's a sign. But she was... She had nice bags, everything, all, all that stuff, all all the stuff on the surface you see. But it just sounded like everything was paid for by her dad. I think she she kind of said it without saying it directly. New mm-hmm. apartment, uh, new car, everything like that. So didn't really end bad, but that was a pretty easy tell to me that she had a certain taste, I would say, in in, in her stuff. So that's one of my experiences. Right, just very yeah. very superficial. Seems like she's not independent, but just more dependent on who would make her look good whenever you guys go out together. Yeah, exactly. And like, I mean, I think we all know those type of girls, mm. but she wasn't good enough looking to say, Wendy? I don't, I don't think know. it's mean to say, but I think so. That's, that's just how the reasoning is behind that. So if there was another gold digger and she had the looks that kind of compensated for the way she was acting that would make it yeah the funny thing is i can't say her name her name does start with an r on one of my friends uh, ig stories last week and she's no longer in vancouver i'll just say Mm. that but it was funny and i just asked hey is that so and so and my friends were like yeah that's her i'm like oh okay cool and i just left it at that but that was that was kind of funny i think that's why i decided to uh share this experience this story because it was that girl so Vancouver is pretty small. Well, so. so you mean she's out of town as in she flew out somewhere? because of No, I think she, she doesn't live in Vancouver anymore. She lives somewhere else. So, yeah. Yeah, she's. I guess she's friends with some of my friends now. Mm. But we'll leave it at that. <laughs> well. I'm just looking at Urban Dictionary. Gold digger is someone who <laughs> likes people because of how much money they have. Or yeah. because of what items they own. So that, that kind of fits to a T. I think there's a spectrum. Certain girls will expect more than others in terms of how much a guy brings, right, in a relationship. So I can understand where they're coming from. 
I think where the issue is when it's so blatantly obvious before you guys start getting to know each other in the beginning of the vetting process where they ask so many questions where it's clearly tied to your net worth. I remember dating or even before dating this girl, we would be talking in the talking phase, not even meeting up. So Mm. certain questions she might ask would be, do you make subtly? Like, do you own your place? Do you rent? Do you, what, what do your parents do? Like, those are things that come up naturally. I think fine. It's a standard like interview, like vetting process that like everyone, every girl, I think guys ask too, but I think girls care more. I mean, let's be honest. Realistically. If it comes out too early in the game, I think it's a turnoff. And if it's Absolutely. too robotic, right? Oh. You were saying like subtle hints that, that point to them really caring about a certain lifestyle or something like that would, would be really apparent. So any, any other, other? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say just kind of following up with that. Like I remember kind of, Towards the end, um, like I said, a lot of girls would kind of ask that in the beginning, like, oh, what do you do? And, you know, from that stuff, you can kind of get a sense of maybe their potential, how much they make or a lot of stuff. So I, I remember I would just mess with a lot of girls and nothing against janitors. I would I would just literally tell girls, I'm like, I'm a janitor. And, like, I'll just kind of see what the reaction is. And I would say half of them would be like, <laughs> oh, haha. Joking, you're fucking with oh, me, God. and then someone would be like, "Oh, okay, cool." Yeah. Like it was a shit test. It was a straight test. Don't, you guys you know, actually just do just that? I don't think anyone's ever pulled a test like that on me before. No, that's never on, no, on okay. never happened. Yeah. Everyone's always straight up. But you know why? It's because I'm very subtle with my questions. I can frame it in a way where I can get the answer without them realizing what. I'm actually trying to do. You don't ask them, oh, like, how much do you make? What do you do directly? You ask them, well, what field they're in? What are your life goals? Are you a car guy? These are all questions I'm framing. When do you know how to do it? Come on now, ladies. (laughs) Okay, my boyfriend's going to kill me when he hears this. But that's that's just how it is. That's how you ease into it. Gentlemen have those questions. (laughs) Those questions will be asked no matter what. First date, second date, they're going to be coming at you, so. I think in this day and age, you might not even have to ask with, if you can stalk them on Instagram or, or social media or have someone or their mm-hmm. friends stalk mm-hmm. them on LinkedIn, you kind of already know a lot about their background even before dating exactly. them. Exactly. It's almost you not do it even from behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. Cause exactly. you know, can't, can't trust Instagram hundred percent. Everyone knows that. Right. So you got to take things for face value and then kind of dive deep further into that yeah. after that. Yeah. So, yeah. I do think it's interesting dating in Vancouver. That was just my bubble. And it's such a high cost of living city where notoriously people bend a lot on themselves. It's all about how you present yourselves. Right. And not a lot of people make a lot of money in Vancouver compared to if you say lived in Toronto, New York, where the jobs mm-hmm. actually pay a lot more. Right. So it's interesting for me to see how we still keep that front in Vancouver when dating. A lot of people try to impress right from the get-go. And I was just going to say, I fell into the same trap. So I started dating later than probably most of you. And my first girlfriend was after I graduated from pharmacy school. So I was in my almost mid-20s by that time. And so I was really behind the game. I remember when I was first chasing girls, I would take them on nice restaurant dates right on the first date. So you would be blowing over 100 bucks easily on a first date. Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's just looking back. I'm, I'm, I want to shoot myself. Like, let's, like, <laughs> let's, 
not just for my wallet, but because it 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 makes so much expectations and makes it so much oh, more come stressful. Come on, you, you had a good so meal much. yourself too. Don't complain. I I agree with Wenny, and I and then I I you know I get David's side obviously. <laughs> One of my past girlfriends' first date, I took her out. We actually went to Minami. I had not been there at the time, mm. so yeah. Thinking worst case scenario, if it doesn't work out. I would have a good there meal as well, go. but I definitely know what David's talking about because you don't want to, it's not that you don't want to treat the girl right. You just don't want to set that bar extremely high right away because exactly. I think we've known now if the girl really likes you, like she'll, she'll go eat McDonald's with you. Right. Right. Wendy, is that true or not? I feel like if it's in reverse, if I felt that the guy has interest in me, he would want to take me out somewhere nice because that's, I'm worth that nice meal and he wants to made me feel yeah. a little bit more special than compared to other girls. They would try different types of restaurants, but if they were to bring me somewhere that it was a cuisine I liked and they knew it was kind of a nicer place, mm-hmm. then I would kind of think, Oh, maybe I am getting some sort of special treatment compared to others. But then, then again, like as sound, from mm-hmm. the sounds of what David's saying, he would just do that right off the bat. And that's maybe an unfortunate case that girls might feel like they're special just because they're being taken to a nice restaurant. But I'll get to that later right. when I talk about how an F boy operates. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so quick tangent. We'll get back into it. But John, did you pay for that first date at Minami? Obviously, it was expensive. What's your view? Uh, yeah, I mean that that first date at Minami that was with you know that was the first date with a future girlfriend at the time. But the example that I gave. At the beginning, uh, for, for this episode, the gold digger, you know, and to be fair, I don't know if she is one or not, but I think that was just a pretty accurate sign. Uh, my rule of thumb is I always will pay on the first date with the girl, no matter what, whether going cup of coffee or somewhere nice, because I think I would say 95, I would say 90% of the time, I'm the one asking out the girl on the very first date. So I think I am kind of old school in that way that you're the guy, you're the gentleman, you should definitely pay. Right. For the first date, then go from there. And then, you know, if it goes well, date number two, she'll offer. That's great. If not, you just kind of go from there. But that's my rule of thumb. Always pay on the first date, no matter what. So, and you would choose where to go, though, I guess. So, you. Would um, yeah, I mean, kind of going back to Wendy's point, I mean, that's kind of the process about when you're when you're first talking to the person. Right. You can kind of get a sense of does this girl like going to certain restaurants in certain areas or is she more casual or is going getting ice cream or coffee, right? So that's all part of the process. And then, but yes, I, w- I would decide. I think as a tip, something I wish I learned a lot sooner is girls. I think most girls, when you can agree or not, would prefer the guy to make the decisions, especially on the first date. No girl wants to decide. Most girls don't want to decide what the plans are, right? So it just shows the guys taking charge and being assertive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. What about you, Dave? I, I like I like Winnie's body language right now. She's just ready to pounce later. <laughs> anyway, oh, she's got anyway, stuff coming up. I I kind of agree with you. I think with in terms of paying, I don't mind paying for the first date. I actually use it as a gauge because in my experience, if a girl wants to go Dutch and they strongly want to go Dutch on a first date, I feel like fifty percent of the time it probably that's the last date. It's like they I don't want to owe you anything. They, they want to like have a clean break. They want to not have to think about, you know, yeah. going for the first meal. So I feel like most girls don't expect to have their first meal paid in, in my right. experience. Like they are ready to pay. Yeah. And if they let me pay, I feel like that's usually a good sign 
Yeah. Or if they fight for the bill, that's also a good sign because mm-hmm. then they want you to have an excuse to ask them out or yeah. to, to go on a second date. I don't know if that's yeah. your experience. That's, that seems to me for me, Dutch is usually worse than if yeah. one pays. I, I think if you're, you know, let's say you're meeting up for drinks or dinner for the first spot and if the girl offers right away, that's pretty usually a sign. But if you guys are going to, let's say, grabbing a drink at a second spot, usually a good sign for a date is if you're hitting up two to three spots on that same day or evening. And if the girl offers to pick up one of those spots, I think that's most ideal. That's perfect. But yes, I agree. If you're just going to one spot, she's like, let's go 50-50. That could be the end <laughs> for, for most of it. If you're going multiple spots, that's a good sign. I was just going to say, the if the girl offers to pay the first date, they're just kind of good riddance. So I mean, that's exactly. done and done. So. Yeah. Really funny, actually, mentioning that story. I remember I went on this first date. I really liked this girl at the time. I was in pharmacy school, took her out to a nice place. I think it was just movies, which is, again, actually a horrible place to take a girl on a date. because Not on a first date. I made all these simple mistakes in the beginning. So, I mean, this, this just comes with time. So taking them on a first date to the movies, paid for the movie. And I insisted to pay because I thought that's just what we did. And so <laughs> she she left the car and then left, like, the $20 bill in the car. She was like, I'm done. I, I don't think I ever. Oh, wow. <laughs> if they insist on paying in that sense, then it was, yeah, that was a bad outcome. In terms of other stories, I've had other more extreme stories, so that's just more subtle ones. The most extreme I've had is going on, by that time, maybe one month with a girl, and I remember her bringing me to, like, Nordstrom or what is that, like, in the mall, the super expensive. Holt Renfrew? Is it? Holt Renfrew. I think it was Holt Renfrew. She's making all these comments about these nice bags that her ex- Oh, Yeah. There you go. Red flag. Mm-hmm. So I started to cut you off, David, really quick. That girl that I went on a date with, she did work at Whole Renfrew. So maybe that was another sign that I should have picked mm. up right away. But we'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. We'll go back to your yeah. story. So if if a girl takes you to a mall on a date and you're just walking around, like that's probably a bad sign because she'll window shop. She'll kind of make some talk. No, it depends on a girl. It's not always it bad. It depends. It depends. Yeah, it depends on a girl. Yeah, that's like, unheard she, of to me. If you, up, mm-hmm. if you guys end up walking around with Holt Renfrew, then it's probably not not the best sign. And then she to the LV section, Chanel section, and I, I was, that was like the first time I've seen these bags. I was my eyes were popping out of my head seeing the prices of these. Bags. And the price of your tuition <laughs> coming up just for one semester of med school. <laughs> So she she actually asked if I would buy her a Chanel bag at that time. Are you serious? Yeah. You, on the first date? You a, no, not a first date. No, no, this is not a first date. This is a, this is a couple dates in. Okay, but you're this not a in a fully committed relationship, and she had the audacity to ask you for something like that. Was it for her well, birthday coming I, up? Ballsy. It, it was too long ago. I was young. I I obviously did not buy. It. I was like, this is like this Thank you. But. But it was like a shocker to me. I didn't know girls like that existed. That was the first time that I met someone who would do that. You know what? Girls like that do exist. But I was just kind of surprised that they would usually choose more flashy kind of guys if they were to ask. I don't know why they would pick you. For example, you're pretty 
you know, you're very kind of like a simple guy. You don't, you're not the flashy type. You're not wearing all this LV designer things yourself. So I don't know why they would think you'd be the type <laughs> to buy them yeah, such unnecessary items. Unless you were doing the same and they think, oh, he's just about that life. That's his style. Then sure. But that's not you at all. No, no. She was at the time, date like the ex before me mm-hmm. was yeah. maybe 10 years older. So obviously had a lot of money. And was like a professional accountant and just showered her with gifts. So when I first Mm -hmm. started taking her out, she kind of expected all these nice things, was wondering why she didn't have all these nice things, kind of hinted that she wanted all these bags. And they wouldn't rationalize it like a bag's a good investment, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) It was an interesting experience for me. Interesting. That's a a major red flag there. Yeah. That's a major red flag, yeah. And I have to say – most of the girls are not like that, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're, we're just talking about some extreme, extreme cases here. And then maybe some stereotypes that we're talking about right now. So yeah. what about what about Wenny? If we were to flip it around to the fuck boys? Uh, my most notable experience with a fuck boy. I'm going to go forward. I'm going to be saying F boy. I'm trying to lighten up on my potty mouth. So it's <laughs> but to be honest, the person I kind of had that first experience with, I wouldn't even consider them. As a F boy, maybe, maybe a shitty version of one, just because I feel like there's a stupid connotation that makes someone look cool when they're called a fuck boy. And I don't want to kind of give them that kind of ego booster. So, but yeah, definitely shared some similar traits that I guess other F boys would. For example, I don't think my experience was anything out of the ordinary from what other girls probably have experienced in the past, but it would kind of all start off as um he was kind of all in at first with getting to know you seemed super interested wanted to get to know everything about you always want to hang out um obviously we were both in under the impression that we weren't looking for a relationship but you know things you can't predict if feelings might kind of develop down the road but Obviously, in the beginning state, you don't just both say, oh, I'm going to get to know you because I want to start a relationship. That's not how it usually happens, right? But he would introduce me to all his friends, always wanted me to go out and party with them, just did all these things to make me feel like I was special in a way. So we Mm -hmm. would constantly talk throughout the day, text all the time. I think the first two months, this this was a very long fuckboy experience to be honest this was it dragged on a bit (laughs) rather long so um but near near the end it just began from you know from talking every day the conversations got less and less and unless i started the conversation first he wouldn't reach out that was kind of the first thing that happened and then secondly the hangout started to kind of die off it would only just become doing things that he specifically wanted to do and if it wasn't of his interest it would just wouldn't happen and then I eventually found out that he was hanging out with another girl that I always had a feeling that there was something more than a friendship going on even when he would reassure me that nothing was going on but girls obviously our gut feelings are like our guardian angels we're never wrong just that gut feeling um and next thing you know he just wanted to stop talking. He thought it would be a good idea for us to stop talking. And next thing you know, they're dating. So granted people can change their minds and lose feelings for someone. I understand that hundred percent, but the fuckboy attitude there is that 
they don't want to own up to the truth that they're kind of talking to other people on the side and they rather have you stay by their side as some sort of side entertainment or just temporary company until they kind of find that something better, like what's next is better or start something new with the next person of their interest. And that's how a girl would usually get hurt by the fuckboy effect. (laughs) Yeah. So that's my personal experience. I would say that, you know, that is definitely a fuckboy trait. Mm. I think girls do that as well. Mm-hmm. I think the, oh, yeah. the term that I've learned over the years is called orbiting. So I think like guys and girls like to keep certain people around, yeah. you know, just to kind of like weigh their options right. and sort of that. And, you know, maybe this is another topic, but I, did, did you guys establish that you guys were dating or you're just hanging out, right? Pretty much, right? Like you weren't official or anything like that. We weren't official or anything like that, but he, we would do things that friends wouldn't do. Let's just be real. Friend, okay, whatever. Friends with benefits, whatever, whatever you want to call it, okay? But I just, like I said, he would introduce me to all his friends. He want, wanted me to come out all the time, but they don't do that with just all girls. So obviously you do feel a little bit, special i don't know what word to use what does that coin me was i special was i just his pick of that week? i don't think i was because that he would also be reassuring to make me feel like oh we were just we he was talking to me constantly i didn't feel like he was talking to other girls but at the same time i wasn't sure um i think that's the tricky part because if like he was bringing you to meet his friends right like if you guys are just hanging out the two of you and you guys are doing whatever, but you're not meeting his friends, then I think that's different. But that's the part that confuses you. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely an, an F-boy move to like, you know, you're, they're playing mixed signals basically, definitely. right? Like, what kind of signs have you guys learned to over the years to filter this? You know, for, for myself, it's, I think we're all told, raised to like, you know, not judge people by their cover. And, and I personally hate that myself, but just self, but just, you know, being on this specific topic, I guess there's certain areas, right? I think all three of us, you know, definitely like club scene or the party scene for, for a certain period, right? So stereotype that I guess, you know, these gold diggers or FBs are going to be in that scene, basically, right? So I guess we kind of put ourselves in that environment, I would say. Um, that's a sign. Not saying that everyone that goes to a club is, is either one of those. I would say that's one environment where you probably find more of those. What do, what do you guys think? Yeah, definitely. I think they, if you know one that's like that, maybe they tend to be with the group of friends that are like that too. So mm-hmm. if you know that, you know, one right. girl is like a major gold digger, it's likely that their friends have similar values. Yeah. That's one way. And just other things I've picked up over the years. I mean, I still have some other stories. Right. Of what, what happened? <laughs> I remember. Man, this is so painful recalling these things because I, these things were things I forgot. And now that I, I'm recalling it, it makes me want to kill Painful? I, emotionally I wanna, yeah. or painful to your wallet? <laughs> emotionally. It's emotionally. Oh, okay. So one, <laughs> I remember buying, okay, back then I was a simp. Okay. I didn't have dating experience. This girl, you were, you were a simp. Oh man, I was, we all, I was too. We all were at one point. Yeah. yeah. So this girl liked Tiffany. Okay, she made it obvious that she liked Tiffany. Oh, I, God. I, I bought her some Tiffany stuff. It was oh. very early on, <laughs> and 
it was obviously I didn't I didn't have that much money. Okay, so it's not going to be super expensive. And you know what she said? She said she was allergic to silver. <laughs> <laughs> she could I could only buy her rose gold shit or platinum. Wait, this is. <laughs> This was when rose gold was getting popular, or this was like I way think it was back. when it was. Uh, so I, it wasn't as mainstream back I then because rose gold. It wasn't. It wasn't mainstream. It wasn't back. It was fairly less mainstream oh at that time. God. And I was, oh my gosh, I was so stupid. I, I, I'm trying to remember if I actually did do that. It was so bad. I think I did probably return it, got her something more expensive. Oh and man, it was. Oh my goodness, I'm. I want to of time travel punch myself in the face you can do that so now. that was one story <laughs> yeah tiffany tiffany right away is uh tiffany is a sign that's a pretty big sign that's before big... you're really serious right like that's that's just a that's just a stupid yeah. Sign. yeah yeah i don't know why i guess you know gold diggers have that look <laughs> I... They they I, they look good. They know how to look good. Let's that's how they lure you in. That's how they lure us in. I, I do gotta say one thing. It's something we talked about a little bit earlier about like you can kind of get a feel for someone about like from their social media, but you, everyone knows you can't trust it hundred percent. But I know a lot of girls past before that have very nice things, and I know they make very good money. They have very good jobs, and all the power to them as well, right? Mm-hmm. And that's and that's great. The girls that maybe we're talking about, maybe Dave and I have experienced in the past. <laughs> you know, these girls, they look great, obviously, and they have nice things. But we know they're like back then, like they're still in school. They're working part time or like whatever. Right. It's like, OK, like someone's paying for this stuff. It's probably not you. Right. So I think that's more of a sign kind of going back, like thinking, you know, what's an easier tell in a sense. But like, what do you guys think for that material bags? You see it like. Gucci, Chanel, whatever. Like, I mean, I'm not hating on it. Like, if you if you make your money, you, you buy. That's totally fine. But I'm just I'm talking about the people that don't have the money. And then for me as a girl, then I just would think they have their priorities set out wrong, and wrong, and they're right? just okay. fixating on that Vancouver lifestyle. And unfortunately, that comes with the label of being a gold digger because if you can't afford it, if you right. aren't making enough money to buy those things but you still want it then yeah the only way you're going to be able to attain those items is by dating someone who can for you yeah there's nothing wrong with buying nice items or wanting nice things but right the the means to achieve that is if you're in a certain position in your life where you just can't afford those things then ultimately yeah you'd have Mm -hmm. to go down that route yeah yeah i think depends on where you are in life if you're a struggling student and you're paying off debt, but you have tons of nice, crazy stuff. That's kind of an off thing, right? Yeah. And I, I just want to say, like, preface, like, I know gold digger has a very negative connotation, but whether it's gold digger or like sugar baby or listen, just call it girls that, you know, go after guys for certain money or whatever. Like, at the end of the day, I don't blame them 100% because 50% of the time, the guy has to agree to it, right? So it's it's always like 50-50, you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. It's just like David and myself, like we're all, we're all older now, wiser after lessons we've learned. But I think even if we have the means to to do that or provide that, I think we're able to tell girls true intention a lot easier now. And it's easier to spot it. So I just want to say that. Like the girls that are doing that, no hate, like, Guys, there are tons of guys like that in Vancouver that are willing to do that. I think that's maybe that's part of the problem as well, but not hating on them, but it's just 
obviously it's not for David and I. So, yeah. Yeah. I was just about to say, add to that. There's a lot of rich people in Vancouver, obviously. So I think it just makes yeah. it so that the, the playing field is different from what for them, it's not worth a lot to spend money on bags and stuff. That, and that was a, that was a great, uh, that's a great point you say. Cause I think during that stage myself, like I guess everyone kind of knows, like, I mean, we're really lucky. There's so many nice restaurants here in Vancouver. Um, of all different cuisines. So I, everyone knows, you know, like the nice places and you can go there once or twice or whatever. Right. But like, if you're trying to compete with money, especially in Vancouver, right. Like there's always going to be tons of people with way more money than you. Right. So I think as soon as I realized that you're shooting yourself in the foot, if you want to play that game. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I was just thinking if I was thinking on the other side, right. If I was female and just having all these options, coming at me why would i not go for the best and have the nicest dates have the nicest stuff like i I think that would be natural so absolutely you're superficial then it's natural (laughs) yeah i think a lot a lot of those things are mutually benefiting right like there's tons of guys out there that have a lot of money and if they like to flaunt it or, or spend it on you know nice cars nice toys nice looking girl or girlfriend no hate to them right but it's just uh Lot, I think a lot of relationships are like that. I've seen, I think everyone's seen that here in Vancouver. It's like really nice girl, like, and with a super rich dude, doesn't matter how, what they look like. It's, uh, it's about the money, the money. So, right. So you guys are just saying you understand how the standard is in Vancouver and you're not blaming girls for wanting that lifestyle. Is that where you're coming from? Yeah, I definitely don't hate on girls that I don't know their situation or like, well, I guess the main point is that it's not their fault because if, if they want that type of attention or, or material goods, there's so many guys willing to, to give them that. Right. So a lot of the arrangements or relationships, I, th- I think another term is like sugar baby, right? It's like guys just want company or they want like a hot girl around their arm or whatever. Right. And the trade-off are like nice clothes, trips, whatever the case may be. Right. And like, Hey, I, I'm, I'm definitely not hating on that at all. Like if both people agree to it, then, you know, that's, that's not, not my business. Right. But that's, that's how I th- think about it. And growing up inside Vancouver, like I said, it's a bubble. So I never knew that that yeah. was not the norm. I thought that was the norm, just spoiling girl. I agree. A lot yes. of my friends were Asian, right? Growing up in Richmond. So mm-hmm. a lot of them did have money. A lot of my friends did have a lot of extra cash to throw around at girls. Right. And so it was not abnormal to do that. They would pay for trips and they would pay for expensive things. Right. For myself, I thought I just had to compete and I had to make more money. I had to shower with more gifts. It wasn't until later on that I really realized this was not the case in many other cities. But most of my friends being from Hong Kong or from Vancouver, yeah. like that is right. the norm. Yeah. I think, well, yeah, Vancouver, I mean, any major city, I, I think most people would say, if people say money doesn't matter, I personally think that's a lie. You know, money is definitely not the main motivate feeding uh, factor. It shouldn't be, but I think it is important. Uh, That being said, I think it's just people concentrate too much on that in our society right now. But I think hopefully after COVID, we're kind of going back to like more simpler times. And a lot of people are, (laughs) are reminded of, you know, what's actually important. That's, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. So funny. Purge all those gold diggers, just (laughs) wipe them out. (laughs) Wipe that mindset out. 